Hello, and thank you for joining us for session number five of Stonetop. This is an actual play of the game Stonetop, which is a Dungeon World hack that is currently funding on Kickstarter. If you like what you see here tonight, you can check it out. Oh, that was me. That uh, yeah. uh, If you like what you see tonight, you can uh, uh, look it up on Kickstarter and and buy it or fund it. I don't remember how Kickstarter works. Anyway, uh, we are on the Happy Jacks RPG Network, and to catch up on the past episodes of this, visit happyjacks.org slash stonetop. To find all of the shows on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. I just read that copy very well. I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I am the GM of tonight's uh, shindig, and I would like to introduce my assorted players and their characters. Let's start with you, Mo. Hey, I'm Mo, and I'm going to be playing the Marshal tonight. What's your character name? My character's name is... I have a character. He has a name. <laughs> Deep attachment, I see. Right? Harlow. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, up next, uh, Blythe. Hello, I am Blythe. I am playing Tiern, um, the magic teacher girl. Uh, the class is actually called The Seeker, but that doesn't describe what she does in town. <laughs> I really think that Stone Top that it should just be renamed Magic Teacher Girl. Like that's a great that's a great character type, really. Uh, uh, Mac, hi, I'm Mac, and I'm going to be playing Ilsa, the would-be hero who was not here last time, so I have no idea what happened. Um, I fortunately we, we did bring all of the action back to your bar, so you are there <laughs> in, in the background. Uh, and finally, Nick. Hey everyone, I am Nick. I am playing a character named Bron Go Between, and he is using the Fox playbook. Okay. So, uh, if anyone wants to do a quick recap of the events of the last game. I will give you two advantage rolls. So far we have not had to use them, so I hope someone is keeping track of how many you have, because I am just gonna... I realize tonight I have no idea. So oh, What the hell just uh, happened? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I know it happened. Uh, I for, for those of you... I'm sorry, I need to interrupt for a moment. For those of you watching, I do apologize for the sudden... Uh, image breakdown uh unfortunately we have lost mo and i don't have a four shot screen setup that is working so just bear with us until he reconnects i apologize that our faces are all in the wrong places and jumbled and jumbled and jumbled i'll get it fixed as soon as um, possible if you're listening to this later i apologize for this interaction uh but bear with us and we will return to the story uh, Mo, Mo should be back soon. Uh, why don't we do the recap in his stead, if one of you would like to. Uh, and if not, I'll just sing songs in the public domain until he returns. <laughs> Since Nick is uh, dealing with tech stuff, I will give it my best shot. Um, Thank you. I, so I know it started off, we were working in the fields. We are now in the summer season. So everybody was out trying to pick crops and, you know, do what farmers do. The reason we have daylight saving <laughs> time. Uh, and we're all talking and chatting and someone comes up to Carlo and informs Carlo that uh, there 
the lambs have died. Uh, the the sheep herders had taken out the sheep to a little plateau, like a good ways away from town, and all of the lambs died. None of the adult sheep or rams, ewes and rams died. <laughs> uh, just the babies. And so, uh, Carlo, Tiern, and uh, Braun, wow, I almost forgot your character name, Nick, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, and Braun came together to kind of start discussing things and talking about what's going on. And then we all went off and did a little bit of our research, came back together. Uh, I did an autopsy on uh, Baby Lamb and found that there, it had eaten nightshade and that nightshade was likely what killed it. It had a lot of salt in its belly, so it was kind of like driven to seek out moisture and it ate nightshade, which killed it and killed all the lambs, presumably. Um, Braun had an interaction with his friend, who's Win, for a little bit. Um, there's also the guy at the... See, this is where I'm like, I don't remember everybody's names. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Win and Braun had a bit of an interaction at Braun's oh. place. It was, really, it was really fun and adorable, and Braun tried to tell elaborate stories and not correct anyone on what happened with the Fairy King. <laughs> and then... Tiern also tried to be like, hey, remember, Ilsa did really cool things, too. Don't lie. I mean, lie a little bit, but at least make Ilsa sound cool, because she's the reason we got out of that mess at all. Um, and then, so Bronn added her into the very elaborate story, and then the Fairy King paid Tiern a visit in her dreams, and gave her a whistle for if she's in tra- danger, so she can use it once to summon him. And we are about to all go on an adventure to Marsh Edge to meet a scholar who might have more information about what's going on with the lambs because we realized it might be a ritual to summon the things below. That was a little out of order, but yes. a, lot, a lot happened. There was a lot of really good character interactions between like uh, Carlo and some of his people and Braun and his friends. It was very, it was very nice. Yes, Erasmus is the uh, scholar. Um, if you in the audience can tell me uh, which uh, computer game from my youth I pulled that name from in like five seconds, I'll give you uh, a candy, a free candy, the next time you see me. Um, uh, I uh, So we're going to start today with uh, talking about um, gear, which is on the moves and gear sheets. It's like when we went off into the woods, you are setting out on a much longer journey. It's going to be about two weeks to the south. Now, I want to also indicate that you can, if you so desire, like requisition stuff from the town. And if you requisition, say, a wagon, you can kind of bring what you want within reason like you can't bring like six more horses but like you could bring you know various items and say you have them in the wagon um but also you can just you know go uh on your own um so it's going to be a very long journey um but the weather's been pleasant it's just very hot you're not going to get caught in like um a snowstorm or something like that um so that is what's going on and if you don't remember the gear uh stuff from before i can tell you or if you want to have a conversation about what you might need to bring along, that would be wonderful. I truly apologize because every week I uh, order food long before we start and it gets here right as we start. 
Um, so I'm going to eat a slice of cheese pizza. And if you are watching this on stream, I apologize, but I'm going to try <laughs> to make it as like, as like attractive as possible. So you're just like, Oh, look at that. She's like, she's in a commercial. Um, anyway, please, uh, uh, talk amongst yourselves about what you, what you think you might need. If you want to try to requisition from the town, that is, um, you know, uh, that is a thing you can do. And uh, I, I will remind you that the uh, gear stuff is on page four of the Moves and Gear sheet, which I linked before we began. I do think we should requis- requ- requisition a wagon. I think that would be good, especially because this is a request from the mayor, so I feel like we have some grounds to be like, hey, this is like a long journey. Can you give us a wagon? Well, th- the other reason that I... Th- oh, go ahead. Uh, I want to play a scene when uh, you guys finish your wagon conversation. Okay. Um, I think that uh, also, since we don't often travel uh, far away like this, that having a wagon would be a good idea, and we could take some. We could take the opportunity to take some of our goods to market and pick up anything that we need that Stone Top needs uh, that way as well. And if we have a wagon, then we've got plenty of space to be able to do both those things. Um, I'm taking so, um, a look at, at the rest, but if you want to do your scene, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, why don't you why don't you do your scene? And um, if y'all also want, uh, well, if you're doing your scene, Mo, y'all can check out the sheet. So go for it. So I head into the gone to go see Miss Ilsa. Okay, I'm definitely and, uh, there. <laughs> you notice I have a a large hammer and. Uh, I, I carry a sword and a bow. Hammer's not really my thing. And I come and I gently place it on the bar. Okay. Um, you have a very large hammer with you today, and I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I'm hoping you're going to join us on uh, the task the mayor asked us to do. Take care of. Really? You want me to go with you guys? Well, apparently, um, Bron has sown many stories about how well we work together. It would seem odd to leave you out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I, lo- I'm low key. I'm low key requesting politely, but in a very macho, not drunk way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Ilsa looks very flustered and, you know, starts, you know, kind of mumbling to herself a little bit. She's like, I, okay, give me some time to pack some things, but, but, yeah. But also, that still doesn't explain the hammer. Why, why, why this? Um, I noticed that little thing you had before. Very effective for making weapons and armor. We should have some time on the road. I'll show you how to use this thing. Show me. Really? I... That sounds great. Awesome. Um, I have to go uh, get my daughter together. Um, let me know if uh, you have any other questions. And uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're coming. 
I'll see you soon. Um, as I leave, you look at the hammer and you notice you've seen the handle before in your dad's shop. But it was like in the corner, kind of covered up, never being worked on when you were around. <laughs> nice. I dig it. I'm done. Uh, uh, Ilsa, how does it feel when you first hold this hammer in your hands? Baffling. In a good way. That sort of uh, surreal feeling of, oh, this is actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ron, tell me a little bit about what you're going to do before you leave town um, as you're getting ready to go. Sure. Um, I'm going to uh, make sure that uh, that my shop is uh, locked up tight. I'm going to ask Wynn to check in on it periodically uh, while I'm gone. Um, if uh, Wynn would like, I can... Uh, if they have any interest, I can uh, hire them to do, um, you know, to, to be a presence in order to be able to sell and trade items or at least uh, take information and orders uh, if they don't feel like they can uh, accurately uh, barter for things. Um, they can essentially take a take a message so I know who to reach out to and what they want and how to make that deal work. Um Beyond that, I think that I will. Uh, I'll also visit my uh, sister and uh, check in on uh, and let let her know that I'm that I'm going for a time, uh, and not. Um, my goal is that I'm not going to spill the beans, so to speak, on on uh, it being related to the to the. Um, Lamb's dying, but uh, I do want to let the those those people know that I'm going to be gone for a while, um, and to give them an opportunity uh, as well. Um, but that's about it. I won't be visiting my father because he's a he's a bastard, and and uh, he doesn't like me anyway. My my sister can tell him. But I also want to check him and see if her husband is uh, recovering a little bit, or if he's still drinking his sorrows away or what, what we can do to kind of uh, get him back on his feet. Oh, he's hung over. He's okay. just hung over. Like, yeah, he cannot, he, he hasn't even woken up yet. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, when, by the way, uh, takes your deal, um, but they are not going to spend any more time on it than they have to, because it is the summer and they are working in the fields and how dare you ask, but Okay. For for my old friend, fine. Well, it's not it's not meant when it's not mandatory. Just I'll I'll pay you for your time, and if you just check in and maybe leave a, a note on the door or something, and and check it periodically, so we can make sure that uh, anyone who's interested can get what they need. I, I don't want to cause you undue harm or trouble. Well. Uh, I will I will check in as I can, and I will take notes if I don't know what I'm doing. But as you know, I'm extremely smart, and I will be able to handle it. Of so, course, I I yes. wouldn't wouldn't have asked anyone else if I didn't think you could handle it. I know that you were going to do a, a fantastic job, and 
you might even put me out of business by the time that I get back. And I grin uh, the, you know, the long time ribbing each other grin. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yes. Well, uh, we'll hope that doesn't happen. Um, Taryn, what are you doing on your way out of town? Uh, I mean, since the school doesn't need to be open right now because of the field, because it's fields time, uh, she's basically just making sure everything is locked. Like, anything that could be potentially dangerous if stolen, she is making sure to lock away in, like, lockboxes. Um, and also she's getting some of her, like, bazaars and more exotic supplies so that she can travel with them in the event that they need them. Uh, but she's basically just making sure that if someone were to break into her house, that yeah, um, that she that stuff wouldn't get stolen too much. She's just locking, okay. protecting things. Oh, oh, I, I had an idea, Tiern. Um, since since your bazaars are such a limited resource, you should bring you should bring the uh, the statue that I got you because that will cure poisons and make sure that that we'll all be safe. At, since it has unlimited uses, it, it won't uh, it won't bother to uh, use up any of your stock or supply. We, uh, you know, I think I'll bring both. I'll make sure we have bazaars and the statue. You know, you can never be too careful. Oh, excellent! That, that's a that's a very that's a very good idea. Yeah. Very good. I hand the statue to Braun. Like you can you can you can hold on to it if you like. Oh no no no! I acquired it for you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, dream of it. It's very. It's very powerful. Uh, and and I had a great time using it uh, on the journey back. But uh, but a deal is a deal, and I don't go back on a deal. So it, it is yours. Thanks. And she puts it in her bag, <laughs> uh, and then goes back to grabbing some of her other supplies that she knows work. <laughs> um. There's like a knock at the the door uh, the door frame. Uh, uh, Bron, are you still there? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Alish is there, and he uh, looks at you. He's clearly very nervous about something. He keeps wiping his hands on his his trousers and says, um, "I hear you're leaving for a while." Yeah, um, the mayor needed us to go help find a scholar so we're, we're headed down to a marsh edge oh, okay okay well it um, looks like you need a moment so speaking of leaving i was just about to do so myself and uh we'll we'll see you soon uh, <laughs> and i will wave to English and make my exit <laughs> yes yes thank you thank you uh 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 Bron, Bron. yes Bron. um uh uh Tiern. um so I've been thinking, it's been a long time that I have known you, and we have known each other and talked many times, and the last time you went on an adventure, you nearly perished, is what I hear. Um, I don't don't want that to to happen again. Um, I was thinking, perhaps when you returned, we could talk about talking about wedding each other at a wedding in perhaps you know the fall uh, <laughs> Tyrion is uh, 
speechless. I just, um, you know, I, I, I know that there's a fairy king. This is, I've heard, I don't know how true this is. I know there's a fairy king and perhaps you don't want his attention. So I am here as a husband to be. I, um, let's talk about it when I get back. So that's not a no. It's not a no. That's right. It, it's a maybe. Okay. Yes. Good. Good. There's yes. you know, things in Marsh Edge I need to take care of first, but when we when I get back, let's we can we can discuss this possibility. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out just a gargantuan, really ugly watch, and is like, "You can think of me when you look at this. <laughs> it's." <laughs> It's always an hour behind, so remember that. <laughs> she kind of she laughs and she's like, "I I will." But as she's like putting it away, she's twiddling the whistle that she has on a necklace, like under her shirt. Uh, and she's like, "Thank you. This is very sweet, Ailish." All right. Um, does anyone want to bring something that is in addition to like whatever you could store in the wagon? Because we are going to play out the requisitioning the wagon scene. Uh, I want to hear if anyone else has other stuff that they want to bring. Yes, Carlo. I, I'd like a horse to ride. A You'd saddle. like a horse to ride. Okay. That's going to be a thing we'll have to deal with. That, that's so I, I will keep that in mind. Um, I was also hoping to bring uh, the horse that I had helped rescue, Smoke. Okay. That will be a little less tricky. You'll just have to convince your dad. Um, so we have, we want two horses plus a third to pull the cart, um, or the wagon rather. Um, anyone else want to bring something out of the ordinary? How probably wouldn't bring. How difficult or dangerous a journey is this? It is not a dangerous journey unless you stray from the roads and then it becomes very dangerous. So... But you'd never stray from the roads, would you? You'd never leave the roads. Why would you do that? Steer clear of the moors, boys. <laughs> Stick to the roads. So if we got off the roads to, like, go get firewood or to catch a rabbit, is that dangerous within view of the road? You'll just have to find out. Um, like, is this the yellow brick road? Now, now here is here is a thing. Here is the thing that you would know to be true, which is that the roads throughout this land mysteriously uh, are like this feat of engineering. No one knows where they came from. They came from people called the Makers, and the Makers lived long ago. Nobody's seen them, and you cannot commit violence on these roads. But the second you step off, then you can. So, bandits, for example are working to lure you off the road right? as much as they possibly can. So, I might have done that. If you may have. Tell me about a time that you did that, if, <laughs> you know, if that has happened. Well, I mean, me and my um, merry band weren't bandits. I mean, we weren't just out to rob anyone. But um, if, if someone needed a uh, strong encouragement... Um, some some reason to 
recount a, a decision or to uh, sell some property, um, I might be enlisted to wait for them off the road and uh, entice them off the road to uh, change okay. their mind or to sturdy their resolve. Um, there are also, especially at night, there are these um, almost mythical beings that are just like lights that appear out in the darkness. Sometimes they sound, they speak with the voices of children. Like uh, it can be a very confusing time out there on the road at night, but you've heard the stories. You're prepared. You're fine. You're not going to get in any trouble. Why would you? Um, Does anyone else have anything they want to deal with before the mayor arrives to work this out with you? Um, I'm thinking that it might be a good idea to see if we can, I mean, I know it's the roads are magically enchanted, um, but uh, we are going to be escorting some valuable goods and to make sure that we don't, um, that, that, that we can protect them as best. I would like to see if I can requisition um, a piece of armor and a crossbow. Okay. Um, all right. Cool. Um, okay. So the mayor shows up. You're back at the gong. Um, say it's around like noon, 1 p.m. Again, time does not necessarily work the same way, but we're just going to say it does. Um, and she looks around at you and says, well, what's, uh, what do you need? The town will provide what it can. And then there's a pause, and she says, within reason, we have to send these other uh, parties out to deal with some of these other issues. I I have a quick question for the group. Um, I know that that Ilsa has um, armor from the blacksmith's vest, and I assume that Carlo has armor as well? And I'm also assuming that Tiern would not be interested in anything like that, although I could be wrong there. Um, so, my, just just to make sure when I'm about to start bullshitting, I just want to make sure that I've got the numbers right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tiern doesn't want armor, but Tiern would get... Like, she usually requisitions or ends up with a lot... Like, she gets a longbow, because she needs something. And I, I put that she has a silver dagger, um... For stabby, stabby, if someone gets close to her. Okay. And there are things on the gear sheet that you can just take. So, like, if you're like, oh, I want a longbow, and you want to have it on your person, you can get that. I yeah. think that something like that is on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I said longbow, and I think about 20 arrows seemed fair. Sure. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she looks around at you and says, Yes, you are our town's greatest heroes. We will give you what we can in reason so you can go see Erasmus and figure out what is happening. Well, uh, Madam Mayor, of course, uh, we know we know that the roads are, are safe, but uh, there are tricky bandits and we are going to be carting goods uh, of Stone Top and hopefully uh, goods on the way back as well, the th- things oh. that the town needs. And- One moment. One moment. How are you going to be carting these? Oh, well, I uh, I assumed that we would uh, be provided with a cart and a horse in order to be able to 
pull things back and forth. I mean, it's in the best interest of the town. Uh, Ilsa here has a horse, correct? I assumed you would just take that horse, and that would be all you needed. I don't think that one horse would do us any good. I'm... Um, Mayor, we're, 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 we need food for two weeks. Uh, we can obviously um, resupply. We will need firewood. We will need bedding. And uh, I don't expect um, Mr. Erasmus or um, some of the lesser traveled of us to be heavily laden the entire trip. This could take months. Well, I hope it doesn't take months. I, uh, the town had one cart, and I sent that with one of the other groups. I assumed that you would not need it, as you are very hardy and adventurous. But my understanding is that Anwen at the, at the mill, she has a wagon, and perhaps she could spare it, because this is not a busy season for her. Uh, you could make that deal with her. As far as uh, how many horses did you wish? Well, uh, one to pull the wagon. Yes, of course. Uh, that would come with Anwen's wagon, of course. So that would be her business. And I would need a horse in case uh, things got hairy. You need you. Oh, hmm. it makes sense if we're protecting goods to and from the town that we could have someone who could scout ahead and someone who can uh, follow up the rear. Uh, so when. Uh, Ilsa takes smoke, and if the town can spare a horse for Carlo, that would adequately provision us for any possible contingency. She looks around, she's just very uh, annoyed right now. Well, perhaps we can cut a deal. And she looks at you expectantly, and someone should roll parlay. Oh, well, that would be me. Uh, uh, actually, Braun, are you a better parlayer than me? <laughs> uh, parlay is off of what? Charisma? Charisma. Yeah. Uh, I'm at plus two after our uh, level up. I took a took a plus there. Okay, that puts us on par. Do you got anything else? Um, puts you on parlay. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, not exactly. Um, so, um, I, I have a, an advantage when I'm requisitioning. Ooh. Oh, well, that, that, that. That, that sounds much better. Uh, it's called logistics. When you have uh, standing, muster, or pull together, or when you requisition, you take advantage. Uh, I would like to support this, and I would like to support this by using uh, a... Uh, perceive uh, a discern realities because okay. one of one of the questions that I can ask on that is what opportunity does no one else see? Okay, well, why don't we start with discern realities? Okay, and then whatever you find out, you can like kind of nudge Carlo and tell him. So yeah, because Carlo's already going to have advantage, so I can't like add another die. So sure, uh, that is uh, thirteen. Okay, well, you can ask three questions if you want, but it sounds like you have one in mind. Uh, well, certainly I, I do want to ask what opportunities no one else see so that we can uh, make this the best opportunity for us uh, and 
convince the uh, the mayor to lend us what what's needed. And then it looks like the other questions are. Um, this is similar, but what here is useful or valuable to me? Mm-hmm. And what should I be on the lookout for? Okay. I mean, the answer to all three of these is kind of the same, but I'm going to try and give you enough information to make it worth your while. The mayor, um, she inherited the seat because her husband died last year, and she just suddenly was thrust into the mayorship. Um, and she... Uh, She's the first woman who's been the mayor of this town. There's a lot of suspicion. There's a lot of confusion around her. There is a growing sense that a lot of the things that are wrong in town, and you know this because you keep your ear to the ground, so you've heard this, that things that are going wrong in town, those girls that disappeared, all those sheep that died, it's because this is unnatural. This is not the way of things. It's a curse. Yeah, so her, her political situation is very tenuous. Like, she needs this to go well. So it is to her advantage to give you everything that uh, she can. But on the flip side, if she's suddenly like, I need everyone's horses, you know, that's going to be a situation that puts her in political strife. And you might return to a very different political situation in Stonetop. How many times can I say the word political? Um, But uh, basically, it's in her best interest to give you whatever you want. But if she gives you too much, then she's going to be in trouble with everyone in town. And like you don't need her to say this to like read it just like beaming off of her. Okay. So between what I know of what people are talking about and how she's behaving now, this is all apparent. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, you can relay that to Carlo, however you do. So, uh, uh, what, uh, what I'll say to Carlo is, um, you can push, but don't push too hard. We don't want to cause any difficulty for the mayor going forward. Um, she is inclined to help us with anything that we need, but if we ask for too much, it could cause problems back home. I get it, and uh, I'm splitting my 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 my. Every time you guys, every time I say um, my people, you guys notice I'm I'm always looking amongst you, and, and I want to say men. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't think we need much extra. We need food to get there. Um, it's probable we can have something to trade for food to come back. Do you want to roll to requisition a horse with the mayor? Yeah. So, okay. uh, Advantage is plus one die, and I yep, get rid of roll three and take the top two. Yep. So I rolled an eight plus okay. two is ten. Okay. She looks around and looks down, and you can see she's in great strife about this, but she says, You can take Cobalt. And you know, Cobalt is her horse. Like, this is her personal, like, it was her husband's. It was like, you know, it's like very precious to her, and like there's like a like a like a like a glint in her eye where she's just like, no, he was he was a wedding gift to me, so from my dear departed husband. So please bring him home in one piece. 
Of, of course, of course. Ha- have no fear. We will look after it as if it was one of our boon companions. Indeed. Or perhaps Indeed. even better. I know from what I have heard, he will be very safe with all of you. We're all great warriors, great adventurers. And um, I reach out my hand and I say, um, Durr's going with you, I assume. You'll take good care of him too. Yes, of course. Yes, of course, of course. And although he can grow as large as a house, so I don't think I will need to care for him. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you still have to go to the mill to requisition the wagon. Um, uh, Ilsa, you know Anwen better than anyone else in town. Tell me something about her that uh, you have noticed that maybe others have not. She's very no-nonsense when it comes to how she presents herself and seems to have no whimsy, but uh, on many occasions I've caught her braiding flowers into her hair. Okay, interesting. Um, Great, so uh, you go up to the mill. I'm just assuming, I'm just cutting to the mill. If anybody had anything <laughs> else they wanted to do, but I'm cutting um, to the mill. The only, the only thing I wanted to do real quick was talk to the mayor about what things from the town that, that we would hopefully be transporting in order to be able to trade. I mean, sure. I, assume, I assume that we'd be taking some, uh, some sheepskin and wool, uh, maybe clothing made that way, but at least that. But if there was any other resources that we could bring from the town to trade and a list of what the town needs uh, to prosper that we can trade for. Um, but that doesn't have to be like a RP conversation. That's just bookkeeping. Yeah. And of course the amount we can take is predicated on whether or not we can get the wagon. So, yeah. but I just want to put that out there. Yeah. She's, um, she's going to send a number of fleeces with you and um, some sheepskin and things like that. Um, the town has a surplus of that because uh, we established that it's been a very good year. So there's surplus of everything. Um, so you're going to, she's uh, going to send that down and um, you know, it never hurts to have more food for come winter time. So probably that's what you'll be getting. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Maybe you'll lose everything. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, so anything else before we go to the mill? Nope. Okay. Um, so at the mill outside, uh, Anwen is um, like using a washboard to scrub something very heavily. She's sweating because it's very warm out. Um, this is, uh, she does a lot of her mill stuff, her milling in, um, in the fall. So right now, everything I know about farming is based on Stardew Valley. So like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going with it. Like I grew up on a farm, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you do the mill stuff in the fall because that's when it happens. So summer is not her busy season, um, but she's outside. She's scrubbing on a washboard. She looks up and sees the four of you. And now, does she see the four of us, or does she just see Ilsa? She sees the four of you and then her eyes turn toward Ilsa and then look away. And then she says, ah, what are the four of you up to? And Ilsa 
looks like she wants to say something, but like it's yeah. catching in her throat a little bit. I don't know if, if I need to be there because, you know, people talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Carlo is not there. Carlo's not there. Okay. Is, uh, Bron, are you there? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, Tiern, are you going to be there? Uh, yeah, I think she's there and she's definitely kind of nudging Elsa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How obvious is it to the two of you that there's something vague here between Tiern and, or between Elsa and, and Anwen? Uh, I think I'm good at reading people and ferreting out secrets, so probably, but I mean, that's also up to Mac as well. Yeah, and also, how and, good are you? How good are you at keeping secrets? And Carlo <laughs> told you not to go, Braun, <laughs> but she went anyway. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that, but that, but that sounds like it. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say earlier. Can I, can I hide outside uh, <laughs> Tiern's house and listen in on that conversation? <laughs> but I didn't say anything, and I didn't want to retcon a stealth roll or anything. <laughs> Um, um yeah, how good are you at keeping secrets also? Uh good and not good. It depends on what it is, because there's so much that comes through the bar and you know, being told these adventurers' secrets, so she keeps that, you know, very you know, if someone tells her something in confidence, then she's gonna keep it very, you know, close. But if it's something that's a little bit more out there, she's she passes along the story. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gotten very good at having a poker face, but so it looks less like "oh, uh, pretty girl, am shutting down" and more like "oh, <clears throat> I've got something in my throat that." <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll roll to discern realities to see if. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I want. Certain realities is plus what wisdom? Right? Plus wisdom, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got th- that's a nine. Okay, so I'm gonna have you ask Mac one question. PDFs. There it is. Uh, okay. Sorry, there's like three PDFs I have open right now because of moves. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh. I mean, I guess like what is here that is not what it appears to be <laughs> in this manner? Because you are covered up, so um, it's more than it's obvious to you that it's a little bit more than what it seems because you realize that. Ilsa's cheeks are, are flushed. Yeah. And there's definitely a mo- when when uh Tyrion notices this, she kind of like nudges Ilsa a little like eh, eh. kind of I'm sure in a way that you've done with Ailish in the past. Yeah. It's kind of like a it's kind of a moment for her to be like you've teased me about this before but also <laughs> like speak up. Like you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Uh, and when uh, uh, 
is just sort of watching all of this and says, well, do you, are you here for a reason? And it is like, Bannon is not good at hiding things. Like she is just looking at Ilsa every so often and like occasionally t- reaching up to touch her hair. She's putting on a gruff demeanor, but she's bullshitting. You can tell. Uh, like, so I, I apologize, but Bron is going to jump into this awkward silence. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> because because that's what he does. Um, we are on a quest, and Ilsa is pivotal to this quest and wanted to request a boon of you if we could be so uh, crass as to bring it up, uh, Ilsa. And I'll sort of give a half bow and and a hand motion. Ilsa throws you a look like I'm probably going to stab you later, but... <laughs> uh, Broad no. grins at you. <laughs> it's just a very brief look. Um, yeah. Uh, the you, you know, you have the, the thing that hauls other things. A, a box? It's like that, but it's on wheels. The wagon. Yeah, that, that's... Good job. You figured it out. Um, that can can we borrow yours? Oh, uh, what? Why would I let you? What? Why? Where are you going? What? And are you if, going to pull this wagon yourself, or do you also need um, Matthias, which is her horse, who like runs the wheel the wheel at the mill when it's milling? I think all of the questions sort of bombard Ilsa. She sort of steps back a little bit. Tiern kind of butts in and is just like, we're the mayor's sending us out to Marsh Edge and we could really use a wagon to help us get there and possibly, you know, carry supplies and things. It's a long journey. And yes, oh. we did say we would need the horse, so yes, we need the horse. My, uh, we, we are in dire and desperate need of your wagon and your horse, uh, in order to, uh, not only make our lives easier, I will admit that, but, uh, more fully to bring prosperity and, uh, joy to the town. If we can bring our supplies from Stone Top down to Marsh Edge and bring needed supplies from Marsh Edge back to the town, uh, then it can only be good for all of us. And I, I, fully understand that you are perhaps uh, reluctant to put your horse and wagon in our care, but I assure you we will treat them as boon companions and possibly even more. Um, And uh, I could potentially uh, make it worth your while if there's anything you need in uh, in the marsh. I just forgot what it was called. Marsh. Marsh Edge. If there's anything that that you may perhaps need at Marsh Edge, I would be more than happy to to bring and fetch it for you. She get, she shoots you a look that is basically like, "Why are you here? And why are you talking to me?" And all she says is, "You use the word boon a lot. Do you know what it means?" Of course, of course, a, a small token of of regard, a, a favor, and. Uh, uh, it, we we would certainly owe you one as well if you were willing to extend your generosity to us for this uh, incident. Uh, if if my presence, of course, is is not welcome or is hampering this uh, interaction in any way, I would be happy 
to absent myself. Should that should that make things easier for you? And I will bow. She looks over at Ilsa and says, I don't need the wagon the horse right now, but it would be awfully hard to part with them. What what are you suggesting? What deal are you offering me? Uh, and Ilsa, if you will roll parlay, I'm going to give you advantage because she's sweet on you. <laughs> so you're going to roll three dice and take the top two. Okay. That is going to give me ten. Perfect. So uh, she looks at you and says, this is going to be extremely hard for me to part with, but... There is a book I've been hoping to read, and I cannot find a copy anywhere, and I hear you are going to meet a scholar, and if perhaps you could fetch me this book, it is uh, about a beautiful mill, a beautiful daughter of an angry old mill owner, and she falls in love and goes away and runs off into the forest with uh, a vampire. And then the, the werewolf also is in love with her. It's a very good book. Uh, and I would like if you would uh, procure a copy of this for me in Marsh Edge. And also bring me back uh, bring me back what food you used to feed my horse. I wish to have that restored to my larders. Uh, um, sure. Okay. I hear that this one, and she points at Ron, is very good at finding things that are hard to find, and this book is very hard to find. It is, it is quite, it is quite the item. Um, so many are enjoying it. Is it is it called Dusk instead of it is Twilight? Called dusk. It is called Dusk. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the book is called Dusk, and um, it's uh, it's about uh, a lovely mill daughter. Thank you. Um, but yes, you may take the wagon and take Matthias and um, please bring them back by fall because I will need them for the milling season. And she uh, looks over at Ilsa and says, and you bring yourself back as well. I'll, I'll do my level best. I'm very impressed to be able to help such wonderful heroes. Ilsa just kind of kicks at the ground a little. <laughs> uh, Tiern, uh, since we have uh, completed this errand, perhaps you would join me back at the uh, town center. I have a few more bits of business to take care of. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be great. I think I could really help you out there. And I will take Ilsa uh, out back and make sure the wagon and horse are, are cared for properly. Wonderful. Uh, and Ilsa will just drive it back into town as soon as uh, that's completed. And I will give Ilsa a wink and a tiny grin, and I think we'll make our exit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to cut over to Carlo. Carlo, what were you uh, doing while all this was going on, if anything? So um, there has been some uh, three-dimensional chess going on with me and my daughter about her coming along on this uh, venture. And um, uh, when I'm not totally gaslighting her about um, kind of what a, essentially... What a wonderful father. 
hiding her in the closet until I get back, you know, um, or putting her in charge of like way more work than I know she wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm uh, kind of getting everybody ready for uh, their separate endeavors because I know that um, Zeb is going to be uh, assisting going to the other town. Mm -hmm. I know Durr is going to be going with the mayor. And I, I assume um, Shin and Miri are going to kind of be left behind to make sure the town mm -hmm. is okay. Sure, sure. Um, and you were you were hoping to bring Kylie with you, is my understanding. And the plan is to take Kylie with me, but um, you know, I don't want her to uh, get scarce just before the the we're t it's we're ready to leave. I don't want her to uh, have options, and so uh, I'm sure I've talked to those other little boys um, and made it quite clear that they should be urging her to leave. Mm. And um, also, if I saw Ailish. I would uh, I would uh, take him aside and make sure he knows the work songs mm. to make sure that uh, some harvesting gets done while we're away. And I let him know that I'm depending on him to, I don't say stand in my shoes while I'm gone, but I, I kind of wink, wink, and nudge, nudge, and, you know, let him know. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to. Okay. Um, I I think I also want to kind of just make sure that um, uh, no wedding happens until we get back, because we we know we know there was an issue um, with. Uh, a nook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of check in with Dolores and see how she's doing. Sure. And if she needs anything for upon our return. Um, Dolores is very capable. She's going to be okay. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if you bring but, her a little trinket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, essentially, I, I'm trying to enable her mm -hmm. to be a little more responsible. So you're you're sort of yeah you're sort of creating a like a town like a like a town watch Order. to like fill your vacuum yeah Order. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, cool um, I do want to see you play out this scene with Kylie because she's not inclined to go but maybe you can talk her into it um so I let her start that conversation mm -hmm. you're like she's like. It's it's you know around lunch it's like lunchtime so you're you're eating you you're mm -hmm. having one last meal with your daughter and, and in which case she is probably out in the fields mm, okay um working and I will go and make sure she's working hard enough since her option is to stay and work she is drenched in sweat and she looks up at you and says I know you got me this shift I was on early morning and suddenly I'm on afternoon um about 10 people are going to be missing from town and uh all this crap needs to come in and you want to stay and i'm glad you do because there's a lot of work that needs to get done where else would i go <sighs> um you know 
I have horses that need tending. I have uh, food that needs to be cooked. And I have a wagon for somebody to ride in. But uh, you don't want to hang out with me. Where are you, you going? Don't, you don't want to see the world. You don't want to know what's outside of this town. Oh, I wouldn't say that. But where, where are you going? Like, I can't be gone that long. My life is here. We're going down to Millgrave. Um, I, she has no idea how far that is or where that is. Um, and it's like, it's about five towns away. It's the edge of the world. As far as you're aware. Do you want, do you want, are you asking me to come? You can just ask me if you want me to come along. I know you're pretty good with the bow and I could use somebody to watch my back. Um, these townies. <laughs> They're cute, but um, I know you're made from better stuff. Roll me a roll me a parlay on her. All right, just straight up, straight parlay. I rolled a seven, eight, nine. Okay. She looks at you and kind of gives a lopsided grin and says, "I mean, yeah, that could be fun." Or you could stay, and the uh, old man over there on the farm, who's looking for a young bride, he can keep making eyes at you. Oh, God. no. No, what are you talking about? Ugh, don't threaten me. Ugh. Um, and, uh, and she says, like, I was going to go with you. You didn't have to, like, make it creepy. Um, I'm just letting you know. It's a little creepy around here. I know that. Um Okay, but if I go with you, I need you to claim me as your daughter, legally. You say you're my dad, but there's no paper saying that. Also, we need to stop at a bookstore and get this book. It's called Dusk. I hear it's great. <laughs> you have money to get the book? I can make money to get the book. Not on the road, you can't. Oh, it'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I stick my hand out as if this is a business transaction. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. have a deal. Yeah, she shakes and says, "Okay." When we get back, we'll we'll sign that paper with the mayor. We'll sign that paper with the mayor. All right. So, um, you have a wagon. You have a, a, a horse. I'm going to cut over to getting hooking up the wagon with that one because I want to see that. But you have a wagon. You have horses. You have. Um, uh, oh, uh, did Stebron and Ortiern? Did you want to go to get the um, the armor you had talked about? Yeah, we can go. I think we would be good. We'll, we'll be doing that together now since uh, we left Ilsa and Anne went Let me see a little gossip between you two. Yeah. Uh, is like, uh, just turns to Bron and I'm like, listen, I know I'm not the best in the romance department, but that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, do you think they, do you think they... Do you think that they've um, 
been involved with each other, or do you think this is still at the will-they-won't-they courtship stage? I don't think they've ever talked about it. But whoa, I could have cut that tension with my my dagger. (laughs) Well, I wish them the best of everything. Uh, I mean, obviously, I want Ilsa to be happy. I just... I... I thought she'd be better at that. She talks to people all day at the bar. Yeah, but that's a very business-oriented, transaction-oriented interaction. She knows what people want. They want something to drink or something to eat, and she can provide that service for them. The matters between people are much more complicated. It's hard to know what you want, what they want. Uh, I mean, Anwen wants Ilsa. Well... Yes, of course, but but it's not quite so easy. You know, the heart doesn't always recognize what is uh, what what it wants and what it needs. Um, and you have come to the blacksmith shop, and Ivan steps out of the back and says, "What is this about my daughter?" What? And <laughs> she doesn't think about it. Just nothing. Twiddling um, the necklace. Ivan Ivan has a number of items for sale, so you can just buy them if you want, uh, but they'll be quite pricey, or you can try to convince him to give them to you for the good of this journey, and that you'll bring them back or whatever. Here in terms of wrong. Um, Ivan, excellent. Very, very much uh, who we were looking to to speak with. Uh, We're on a mission of some urgency, and... uh, a little bit of danger uh, from the mayor. Um, not too much, but uh, we were hoping that we could go ahead and uh, procure some items from you uh, just in case we run across any bandits or uh, any sort of mystical entanglements, anything that would help us make sure that we get there and back safely. Uh, yes, we're, yes. We're, we're going to be escorting a wagon to Marsh Edge, uh, mm. and I thought that it would be uh, beneficial uh, to have a, a piece of uh, boiled the boiled leather armor uh, for myself and a crossbow to deter any potential brigands and then I believe that Tiern is proficient with a longbow and we were hoping that we since uh, in addition to the smith shop you uh, kind of control the armory of the town. We thought it was best to speak with you regarding those items and seeing if we could borrow them temporarily in order to uh, safeguard not only our own well-being, but of course the goods that we are bringing from the town and uh, bringing back to the town in order to make sure that we all prosper together. Uh, well, uh, Ilsa is going with you? Uh, she is, yes. No, no, it's very dangerous. I, I cannot have her go out. The last time she went out, she nearly died. She didn't. She was perfectly fine. She actually handled the situation quite well. Did, didn't you hear? She was uh, incredibly heroic. She, she was not near dying, but we would not nearly have been successful if it, if it weren't for her strong and decisive action. I, I had heard... I had heard tell that it was all you, that you fought the fairy king to a draw, and he was bewitched by the beauty of this one. But yes, well, Ron not... loves to tell stories, but Ilsa's a big part of it. Uh, but he was she... bewitched by you. I... 
bad. I can't. I can't speak. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Well, clearly you can you can uh, see why he would be uh, bewitched by by her uh, as well, but uh, do not let the do not let that information overshadow Ilsa's uh, contributions. Mm-hmm. Her cunning ploy was what we needed in order to be able to uh, even get an opportunity to to speak with the 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 elf king. Uh, she was able to trick him into a parlay uh, that, that then he betrayed, and we had to, of course, take matters into the physical realm. But if it wasn't for her uh, ingenious ruse, we never would have even gotten that far. He would have fled before uh, our might in, in the first place. Well, I wish you were not taking my daughter, but if she is that capable, then I suppose I cannot stop her. This has been her dream for so long. But I can give you the order you request for uh, 70 gold pieces. And would that be uh, a loan as a guarantee, or would that be a purchase of the items? That would be a purchase. I'm not giving you 70 gold pieces back. Hmm. The odds of these things breaking or getting destroyed on the road are quite high. I can't simply be kidding out everyone in town the mayor did not come here and say oh give these people anything they need you just came in and said that that's what she wanted you to do uh fair enough if we can provide you with proof that uh this is at the mayor's request would that change anything folds his arms what do you have to offer and let's let's do another parlay. What a fun game this is! Here, <laughs> <laughs> is just like uh, all you, Ron, all you. Well, um, the the success of this mission is, of course, vital to everyone in town, and uh, I I would not want you to feel that you were being taken advantage of or have an undue burden on there, uh, and. As I am gone, there are the contents of my shop, which would be potentially considered uh, a guarantor that I would return and bring back your supplies. And should they, uh, as you say, break or become damaged, then I would be happy to negotiate with you in order to pay uh, for those items and make sure that uh, you are made whole. Uh, But I do not have that cash available, that uh, coin available to me uh, in a monetary aspect at this time. And I assure you we are uh, working on behalf of both the mayor and the town, and I can provide the bona fides for you uh, with just a small trip. Uh, How did you roll? Well, I'm about to do that right now. (laughs) He just kind of looks at you. Eyes narrow. Uh, I did not do so well, and I don't suppose that the uh, re-roll would carry over from two weeks ago when I did the... Oh, uh... Go for it. Go okay. for it. Why not? Yeah. I'm, you, this is, you get a pool of these. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, seven, eight, nine. That's right. much better than the three that I rolled before. I mean, it would have been <laughs> fun to do this with a three. <laughs> 
Because he would have just been like 100 gold pieces. Right. <laughs> Congrat- you're uh, right. 70 isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. well, I uh, could use some new supplies. And Marsh Edge is a good place to get those supplies, as the hill folk often bring their excess goods into Marsh Edge to sell at the markets. But I don't trust any of you to have an eye for what would be good for my shop. Therefore, I wish to come with you. Um, if you insist that that you would have that uh, you would want to, um, it is going to be a long journey, and in that time, who will watch over your smithy, and who will be on hand in order to be able to repair anything that the town needs, that Stonetop needs for the harvest, uh, I I think you would be doing a better service here rather than uh, wasting all of that time that you can be making additional items or helping the town on this this trip. And I'm sure that uh, Ilsa would uh, have an eye for what you need. I know that she has... Uh, worked with you in the past and is very familiar, and I'm sure you can trust her in order to be able to pick out the right items and and make sure that everything is above board. Perhaps, but no one has the eye that I do. She would tell you that herself. And also, my apprentice, Kevin, he is well-suited to take over the shop. I've been meaning to let him do it. This is a great excuse. I come with you, and I give you what you need. You leave me here, you get nothing. Unless you have the hundred gold pieces. Uh, I notice that it has gone from 70 to 100 at this point. <laughs> um, if you really want to uh, travel and go to, to uh, Marsh Edge, I can't uh and I can't dissuade you in any way we can make space for you on the wagon um I don't know why you would want to go but uh you know when when I'm sure that we can find the right supplies for you that you know that 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 your daughter or perhaps if you want to switch it and send Kevin as a test of his apprenticeship why do you keep talking I wish to ride on the wagon. Thank you for the offer. I will be coming along. Fantastic. Can't. We will enjoy your company, I'm sure, immensely. <laughs> Cannot wait for Ilsa to see this situation. <laughs> Done! <laughs> uh, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the mill, um, Anwen is like running a fond hand over Matthias. and She's like, she takes your hand and places it on his, um, you know, his neck. And it's like, he likes to be rubbed right here just like this yeah that um I'll, I'll make sure that he gets lots of love along the way she steps back and sniffs a little bit and says I just don't like the thought of him heading into danger I'd be very sad if I lost him well I'm, I'll do my level best to make sure that no danger befalls him at any time yes yes good it would be uh, It'd be very sad if I. Yes, it'd be very sad if I never saw him again. He is very dear to me, and I have had fond thoughts of him often over the years. 
as he is my horse. I understand. And um, she gives a final like like tug on the, the wagon apparatus and is like, oh, do you know you worked at the Smithy, so I assume you know how to connect everything. Oh, here. oh yeah, yeah. Um, I know how the things fit together. Yeah. Mm. Yes, well. Um, Inside, Elsa's just like, oh, what am I even saying? <laughs> if you were to see anything that made you think of me and you brought it back, it would not be unwelcome. I'll just say that. I, uh, if I see anything that makes me think of you, perhaps I will also present it to you when you return. Well, I will do what I can and, and also the book. Yes. The book. Yes. Uh, I, I should go. Oh, of course. Of course you need to. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, yes. And she, uh, spontaneously gives you just a very short hug and then leans back and says, I'm sorry. I should not have done that. It was, it was forward of me. I, uh, I like forward. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I will see you when you return. And uh, as you are riding off, she, she shouts out to you, Oh, Matthias is very good at keeping secrets. Should you have any, you need to whisper in his ear. He keeps all of mine. Melts a little bit for a second and then like straighten back up and, and wave awkwardly <laughs> as I ride off. Okay. So you're taking the wagon down into town. Um, where are y'all meeting? Uh, I imagine at the town gates or okay. at the gun. At the gun. Okay. Meeting at the gun. Um, great. So uh, y'all are at the gun. And uh, Ivan is with uh, Bron and Tiern. Kylie is with Carlo. And um, the mayor meets you there. And she brought Friedrich, who's the... Um, used to be the town hero and she has contributed him to the cause. Um, he wields a giant club and he spits on the ground when he sees all of you. Charming. Uh, and father, I, uh, it's nice of you to come see us off. Actually, oh, it's wonderful. He's going to be joining us for the what? trip down. I'm what? Well, Marsha, as you know, is a you wonderful opportunity I understand, but not in the sequence you're saying them, Bron. Well, Marshedge is a wonderful place in order to pick up stock and tools, and uh, Ivan has graciously decided to come along in order to be able to uh, take a look at that and restock the smithy for the good for the good of the town. Graciously, what, what, Father? What did you make them promise? I. Uh... They needed some things from my shop, and it's been a while since I traveled, and I heard you were going, so I thought, what a lovely vacation for us. Isn't this wonderful? A family trip in the summer. It should be a tradition. 
a trip yeah, on the road. I have such words to say to you, but. Um, I, I can't. Do we? Do we? So tell me about the the town's former hero, Friedrich. Um, Friedrich is in his late fifties. He um, is. Uh, he has basically. There was a time in uh, about thirty years ago when there was an infestation of Crinwin, which are these like weird little, um, kind of like lizard monkey people that live in the woods. Um, not quite, you know, uh, not quite, you know, intelligent, but sort of in a weird way. And he um, went into the woods and found the infestation and rescued uh, a child who had been taken by them. Um, and that is the one thing he did. And everyone's like, oh, look, the hero. Um, so um, he's been coasting off of that ever since. Indeed, he does not work in the fields. He does not work at all because he is the town hero. He has a very large gut. Uh, and um, he has a big club, and uh, he's missing a front tooth, and um, he uh, constantly sort of spits on the ground through it. Um, and if I could do a Scottish accent, he would speak with a Scottish accent. But <laughs> rogue. <sighs> and he looks at he looks at you and says, "Ah, you need a hero, then." I uh, hopefully we don't, but it's best. Uh... To have one if you need one. Um, Your experience. Have you been to Marshan? Marshan? Marsh? No. No, I have never been uh, further south than the crossroads. And the crossroads is about a half day's ride. Um, It goes off in several directions. Um, No, I have never been that far south. It will be an adventure for me as well. But I'm here to defend you, as I'm sure you'll need. And I see we have a teenager and an old man. That should be good. I'm sure your expertise will be very valuable should uh, any trouble arise. I'm sure that nothing on war will happen. But should anything befall us, uh, we will all be... Uh, we'll all be braced. Uh, we'll all be girded, knowing that the hero of Stone Top rides with us. Indeed. Good. Good. Um, and he uh, looks around and says, "So I can ride in the wagon?" Yes. Uh, we will need to um, figure Rotate. out the supply situation. Uh, we Normally are going to be there's a rotation taking... for who's in the wagon, so everybody gets a rest, so that we move at a fair click. Yes, so, um, yes. That. I don't think anybody will be in the wagon the whole time. It'll be a <sighs> two-week walk, and um, we should all be expecting to walk for most of the day. All right. Well, I'll be riding in the wagon then. Um, uh, yeah. So it's time to leave. Unless there's anything else you want to do. I, I go have a talk with the mayor about uh, <laughs> <laughs> just Friedrich coming. Doesn't Stonehenge need its hero? Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't want to leave you defenseless and with, with uh, everyone else gone. Heron, uh, Heron looks up. She's uh, uh, dealing with some minor crisis that you don't even. And she's like, what? what is what is the matter? I thought I'd sent you off on your way. Um, does Friedrich need to go with us? 
Well, I suppose if home. I suppose if you didn't want him to go along, I, he could stay here. He's I, he could he's come the, with me or something. He's the town hero. I've seen him eat more, work less, and uh, start plenty of trouble since I've been here. And uh, I don't expect anything to go wrong, but if something did, I would hate to lose the town hero. Oh, that is a good point. Well, if, if if you said you needed him, I'm sure he would recant. If you need him, I wish I that he would go do. with you, but if you feel safe, <laughs> if you feel safe, then I suppose I, I could keep him here. We have uh, two smithies. We have... Uh, um. Ron is very clever and well outfitted. Um, Kylie and Ilsa will be learning, and by the time they come back, they will be uh, very staunch and ready to, f- to defend themselves. Okay, well, off you go then. And I if will you keep- could, if you could keep Friedrich, that would help us a lot. Uh, cut to the mayor and Friedrich waving. <laughs> As you're <laughs> riding off through the town gates, and and Friedrich uh, calling after you, oh, you would have needed me. It would have been great to have Stone Emily do a, needs you. Stone do a needs you. <laughs> um, as you're leaving, you hear someone calling from the top of the watchtower. Goodbye, goodbye. And Ailish is up there, like hanging over the edge, waving. Very um, awkwardly, like. <laughs> I give Ailish a salute. Fear not, Ailish. Fear not, Ailish. We'll bring back Tyrion in one piece. Oh, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Like, trying to bury... She has, like, her hood on. She's just, like, trying to bury herself in her hood. Turning bright red. Um, And some some of the, like, town kids run alongside you. And then finally... You're uh, you're sort of out of sight of Stone Top. Um, who here has been away from Stone Top the most? It sounds like everybody but Ilsa kind of has. Um, I feel like it's between me. I don't. I mean, I, it's between the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know that like the whole history, the whole backstory for Bronn is that he's been away from Stone Top for many years, uh, traveling and trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I don't know how long Carlos has been on the road, uh, and I don't know how far Tiern has come. Uh, well, other than other than that, she came from probably came from Marsh Edge or has some sort of unfinished business uh, in Marsh Edge. Um, Carlo came to Stone Top about five years ago. Okay, okay. And I feel like Tiern's only Tiern's only been there. About about the same amount of time, and she she went to university and did some traveling. So, you know that thing that happens when you leave a place, and like it kind of then just the final sight of it, like sort of slips out of view. What's like the last thing you see of Stone Top as you ride away from it? Um, probably the tower. Lookout tower. 
Well, that's that's uh, physically true, but in terms of emotional, what's what's the last thing you remember? You know, the the, the thing that stands out. <laughs> um. I think for Braun, it was probably the. Uh, it was probably putting the lock and the note on the door of his uh, shop. Uh, is the thing that he remembers the most as the mm-hmm. tower kind of fades out of sight as we uh, travel down the road. Yeah. Yeah. What's the thing that you are mm-hmm. hanging on to from town, Tiern? Uh, Tiern is thinking about the school bell ringing and the kids kind of in just class and she's just kind of thinking about how much, yeah, being a teacher, like being a teacher and the kids coming in and her being excited to teach them stuff. About you, uh, Ilsa, what's the thing that you are remembering as Stonetop slips away? That Onwen is there and I made a big fool of myself. (laughs) Carla? Um, I think it is probably um, my troops kind of hanging out toward the bottom of the hill and Durr following us to the edge of town and standing there and then turning around. Um, Ivan is already asleep in the back of the wagon, snoring very loudly. Um, the day is very still. It's very hot. It's very humid. It feels like it might rain tonight. feels like there might be some, a thunderstorm. Um, but it is certainly not, um, it's not pleasant traveling weather, but it's not like you're, you know, in any distress. Um, what sort of who's, who's, who's driving the wagon? Who's, you know, riding horses, who's, walking alongside. Uh, I think this is going to be a two-seater wagon, so two people can sit in the wagon. And Ivan is sleeping in back, so he's accountable. <laughs> he's lying on the sheep, on the wool and yeah. sheepskins. On the pile and... of wool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ilsa is riding smoke. Okay. Are yeah. you uh, in the back or in the front? Ilsa? Oh, uh, marching order? Um because the horses are going to be in the back of the front and then the wagon's going to be in the middle. Probably in the back. Okay. So my my um thought was probably that Bron is is uh driving the wagon. Uh I feel like that's probably a skill that he has um from from his years on the road and that uh Tiern was riding next to him and the other two were probably riding the horses. And Ivan are unexpected traveling companion, as you said, is found a place for himself in the back. <laughs> um, Carla, tell me where Kylie is. I think Kylie is on the horse in the front, and we're talking. So I'm okay. walking next to the horse. Okay. Um, as you uh, move out past the edge of Stone Top, there is the, the remains of what used to be an old wall, Nobody knows, you know, what was here, what this was. There's sometimes, like, teenagers were, you know, sitting among the ruins. Um, people will come out here and get stone if they need it. But, um, yeah, you're just kind of um, riding through. That's the thing that is often true about this this place. There, like, There's, like, the, the remains of something that was before. Um, but no one quite knows what. Um, so, uh, who's... Um, I've got to figure out what time it is. It's probably about 2, 3 p.m. Um, so if you're going to make it to the, the crossroads, you're probably going to need to 
taken at a fairly good clip. Um, so I don't know how much time there is for conversation, but if anybody wants to have a chat while you're on the way uh, with anybody, that would be great. Uh, I think, I mean, I know we're in weird marching order, but I think at some point on the way, uh, maybe when they're stopped down, Tiern would like to talk to Ilsa a little bit about Onwin. <laughs> also, maybe ask for Ilsa's advice a little bit on her current predicament. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I think it's a pretty minor... Um, you're going to get to a place called a way station, which basically is like the road, which is safe, extends onto the sides so that people can bed down and sleep here. Um, I'm not going to have you meet anybody evil during the, during the first day. Um, but it does seem like rain tonight. It is starting to, the wind is starting to whip up. So you probably will need to mount tents, uh, and, uh, some other sort of, uh, uh, shelter, if you will. Um, so yeah, um, if you want to have that conversation, that would be great. Uh, yeah. So Tyrion kind of like, can I, can I talk to you for a second? Of course. Well, first of all, what is the deal with Omnin? I d- we made a deal. I was going to bring her back a book. We borrowed the cart. Yeah. Not that deal. I have never seen you that choked up around anybody. I I don't know. Maybe there's something that I'm allergic to near the milk. <laughs> you were acting like I used to act with Aelith. Oh. And I picked up on me. Uh, okay, and what of it then? Well, she's clearly into you. No. Yeah, she's not subtle. Listen, you have given me so much advice on everything, and you're a pretty good friend. Um, go for it. You think you deserve that? Well, she did say she wouldn't hate it if I brought her back something that reminds me of her. Well, when we're in Marshed, let's look. You can we'll take we'll go to one of the shops. There's some pretty nice shops down there, and you can find something for you. Yeah, maybe I will. Also, I may have uh, Alish may have asked me to marry him. Okay, and I take it by your tone you are not excited about this. Well, you know how we met a fairy king? Yeah. And how... Well, he... He came to me in a dream and gave me something as a present and... I haven't been able to stop thinking about that. And it's it's been a little distracting, and I don't know if I want to... Ailish is probably the safe choice. Who says you have to make a choice? 
I think the very separate worlds of Fey and humanity say I have to make a choice. Oh, I might forget both of them. <laughs> I guess that's fair, but it's also nice to be to have options. It's nice to have options, but it doesn't mean that you have to select between just those two. Fairy King is bad news. <laughs> and the other guy is just kind of annoying. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, it's new to me. It's all very, not not really my thing, you know? I went to university, I studied, I traveled, never really done the marriage of boys thing. You're kind of asking the wrong person on some of these fronts, but I have heard a lot of tell from... Romance thing. Others, and <laughs> from stories of romance and valor, and... Sometimes you have to make your own way, and it doesn't sound like either of these options is the right one for you, so why worry about it that much? Well, I've always kind of made my own way. I think you kind of want to stop doing that. Kind of want a partner. Just don't settle. That's fair. All right, well, thank you. Uh... We will find something really nice for Anwen for you. And <laughs> Ilsa flushes like a little bit. <laughs> just just the tiniest bit again. Uh, and she kind of nudges and she's like, and look at you being a hero. Like a real hero. Having um, sudden flashbacks to one of my friends trying to uh, uh, ask me what I thought of this boy and me being like, he doesn't seem great. She'd be like, well, are you sure about that? Like, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't seem like good news. Um, Yeah. So you're, you're out here. It's night. Um, The moon is really low in the sky. It's a full moon. And there's, um, you know, uh, very bright. You can see everything. There's like the sound of owls. It's uh, almost kind of spooky. The summer rain that fell briefly has kind of cleared out everything. Um, I presume someone's going to keep watch. And uh, whoever decides to keep watch, um, you're going to see these strange lights bobbing in the distance. You know they're the Nosglau. No one knows what the Nosglau are, but everyone knows that if you have an encounter with them, you don't return. So um, tell me either what you've heard or your best theory is as to what they actually are. Um, who's going to end? So who's taking watch and, and who has, has thoughts on this, this problem? Uh, oh, oh yes. Carlo. Uh, they are the spirits of the dead. Okay. At least that's what I've heard. Yeah. And as long as you don't bother them, they won't bother you. Uh, who, who told you that they were the spirits of the dead? Um, Zeb. Okay. All right. He would know. Um, so, Carlo, you are, uh, you're taking first watch? Me and Kylie. I'm kind of, like, walking her through this. And I let Braun know that uh, he can sit up with whoever's uh, doing second watch. So uh, mm. I tell him to get to bed early. Um, so you're sitting there. Everyone else is asleep. And Kylie is like looking off in the distance. And she says, oh, look at those pretty lights. Yep. 
If you want to never make it home, go after one. And she just kind of sits there and watches, and she says, do you hear that? Yep. That... They'll call you. That sounds like my mom. They'll call you. They'll call you in voices of people you've known, people you've loved, people you've feared. You've really been out, like, a lot, huh? You know a lot about, like, what's out there. Oh, you don't know how relieved I feel right now. (laughs) That little, uh, that little town gets a little claustrophobic after a while. Really? I love it. It's beautiful. It's all you know. Yeah, I suppose. But, like, it just seems like everything out here is trying to kill me. At least everything there, I know. I'll tell you I'll tell you a true fact. Most people die about 15 or 16 and they're buried at 30. Oh. Wait. How? What? Most people let choices be made for them and they stop living. Yeah. Most of the people in that town are dead. She um, looks off into the distance and she looks back at you and says, I might be with child. I don't know. I haven't. I was going to go get it check with the old medicine lady but I haven't had a certain thing happen for a while and they say that sometimes that means that you're going to have a baby sometimes it's just weird but sometimes it means you're going to have a baby definitely a sign yeah um yeah and I don't know. I guess I thought if you wanted to be the grandpa, that could be nice. Do you really think I'm grandpa material? Well. Or am I all you got? I want to marry this boy. And like the only way I can do that is if. His father can cut a deal with my father, but you're not legally my father. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what if what I want to do is be in Stone Top? What if I want to do, what if what I want to do is get married and, you know, have a life with a man I love and our children? Like, is there anything wrong with that? Nothing at all. I'll just ask you a very serious question. Do you want to make that decision now? Or do you want to make that decision when we return? She gives you a big grin and says, when we return. Who's taking second watch? Uh, Did I miss a roll? It sounds... (laughs) 
uh, I believe I saw uh, uh, Ilsa and uh, although Ilsa, if you want to sit up with your father. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tiern and Bronn, uh, show me what happens while you're on watch and you see these lights bobbing off in the distance, um, whispering to you in voices you think you recognize. Some people think that they are the unquiet dead uh, out to lure everybody, but in actuality, that's nonsense. The the dead don't the dead don't rise, or at least they don't waste their time trying to lure you out. They're far more aggressive. What they actually are is stars that have fallen from the heavens and lost their way, and they uh, bob and weave and try and trick people out with the voices of those that they know and love in order to uh, use our eyes to be able to see their place back in the, in the starscape up above. This is a, a well-known fact. Here, just kind of laughs. Uh, since I do know what happened, I'm well-versed in the Black Gates and what lies beyond, which tends to deal with death. Uh, would I know that it is possible for spirits to come? I mean, yeah, I would have a, a knowledge that spirits come back. Roll me a, roll me a spout lore. Uh, okay. Yeah. I believe that's plus intelligence. I like that everyone just assumes that I'm lying so I don't get to spout lore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in this case, this is a thing she knows. I'm gonna use one of my books and scrolls. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna one of those uh, to make it a ten. Um, why don't you tell me, why don't you tell me a little bit about how the, the dead return to the world of the living? Because I feel like you might know that more than I would. Uh, Tyrion kind of is like, well, you might be right about part of that. I don't know a ton about these creatures, but the death, the dead can rise. Uh, they can come back if they have business. Um, sometimes, you know, if they want to see a loved one or or they have something unfinished that they really need to take care of. Of, of uh, course, of course. That's, that's around. Um, some dead, I mean, a lot of death, a lot of people have a hard time moving on after they die and tend to want to come back very badly and it can twist and morph their spirit. There is a chance these are the unquiet dead. I, I mean, I, I know what it says in your, in your books and scrolls, but, I can't imagine. I mean, we all know that the dead can return and and uh, take form and and try and resolve their issues that they had in the past, but they're generally far more focused on results, not luring random travelers out into the night. I think when they this, lose this is it's clearly a, it's clearly the stars. When they lose that focus, though, it can warp them in mysterious ways. It can create what you think of as demons. These could just be lost souls who don't know how to find their way back or who completely lost their focus. And now all they're trapped is in this endless loop of luring people in. Mm, I suppose. I mean, the the, the, the thing is, to, to, to return from death, you have to have will and drive and a desire to complete a thing. People who have will and drive and a desire don't generally lose focus and start wandering around at random trying to uh, reach their goals. They they have a plan. They have an idea. They have um, 
I was going to say, Tiern, a thing you would probably know is that there are legends about these crossroads. Where if you, in the dead of night with a full moon, like tonight, where if you stand at the crossroads and say the name of someone you love, you may be able to bring them back. And it, it, the more, like, if you have something of theirs, that helps. Um, but, yeah, so you may be able to bring them back and, and have a short conversation with them. Okay. Yeah, so Tyrion turns, she's like, haven't you heard the story of these crossroads? If you, it says that if you have something that, of someone you love and you want to bring them back, you go stand at the center of the crossroads during a full moon like tonight, and you will it, basically, uh, ask for them to come back and you could have a short conversation with them. I've heard stories, but I don't believe them. I mean, you could try. Uh, sure. Um, I don't have anything of hers, but, uh, uh, I call out, I call out to the spirit of my mother, Catherine, please, uh, please make yourself known. Have a conversation with me. And I uh, cock my ear sarcastically. That's <laughs> uh, Brown. If I could, ha- do you have any food or drink to offer that your mother may have loved? Uh, sure. I think she loved uh, honey cakes, and we probably packed some for the for the journey. Okay. All right. Well, roll two d six plus two. Uh, that is a total of a five <laughs> with, the, with that plus two. So really Nothing good happens. or really bad. Nothing happens. It's, uh, just a, another night. I mean, what was, what was tearing on about? I'm, see, it's, it's just, it's nonsense. If they were to come, they, they were to come. Do you want to give it a try? And I'll hand half a honey cake to Tiern. Uh, You know what? Tiern, uh, Tiern takes the honey cake and, um, a, like, on the same necklace that she has the whistle on, she takes it off and takes off, like, a little trinket that she has. And she's like, I want to speak to. She kind of, um,. I want to speak to Aiden, my brother. And she puts the trinket down. Did Aiden like honey cakes? She puts the, tr- the trinket is his. Okay. I'm just asking if you like honey, honey cakes because you have a honey cake. But... Yeah. She, she's like, who doesn't like honey cakes? Okay. All right. <laughs> well, please roll 2d6 plus 3. Okay. Uh, plus 3, that is an 8. Oh, my. You're rolling badly. There is just a, a pause in the night. You, there were bugs, you know, like like cicadas whirring. And then you see a shadowy form step forward into the center of the crossroads and stare at you and seem to recognize you. And say mother mother 
is this only visible to Tiern, or is this, or can I see this? Visible to both of you. Visible to both of you. Mother? Is that you, Mother? No. No, no mother's here. Sisters? Tiern, you can drop this uh, trickery. I mean, I I see your point. Things could happen, but, you know, I, I... very well. We can agree to disagree. Who is the tasty one? The, the tasty one? She, yes. She, she picks up the honey cake and the honey cake and hands it. No. I wish to eat the man. No, you can't have the man. Um, okay, yes, I'm scared. Ooh, you got me. And the, the shadow reaches out and, like, there's, like, a, like claws, like, j- it forms just enough of, like, of, like, actual claws to snatch the honey cake and put it in its mouth. Do you have more? She leans over to Bron, takes another honey cake, hands it to him. Okay, this, Do you have more? This has, gone, this has gone far enough. Just... You're right. You know more about these things than I do. I will, I will keep my own counsel. I will shut my mouth on these topics that I don't know enough about. Uh, but... but Please, you can you can dismiss your your demonstration. She grabs uh, some like other rations and like a small little bag and just puts it there. And it's more of like a complete meal, with, like honey cake and a little bit of like sandwich, and hands it to him. But he's um, apparently sated. He just stands there and stares at you, tilts his head to the side. Thank you for bringing me over. I was so cold and so alone. Death is hard. Dying is hard. <gasps> My sister. Tear. <laughs> she gets very sad. Like her eyes, she looks very, very sad. And she's just like, how are you? I think I am dead. Yeah, you died some time ago. I don't want to go back. I can't make promises that you can stay. Oh. But you opened the door. I don't know where the door is anymore. I can't go back. And, um... He starts, he like wanders over towards some of the sleeping forms and says, who are these? They're he's like dad. leaning over Carlo. Uh, she kind of comes and like steps between for a second. It's like, these are my friends. These uh, are the people I've been traveling with. To, I whisper in Tiern's ear, will, will he listen to reason? Is there, I'm, I don't know. He can't have any of us, right? He can't hurt us, right? I won't let it. I won't let him. Suddenly, uh, you hear someone shout, What the hell is that? Ivan has awakened. He was going to go use the restroom. But he has immediately seen this weird form that is hovering over Carlo. Um, He says it loud enough that uh, anyone who wants to wake up can wake up. Yeah. Definitely waking up. Just, <laughs> what? What? Where? What's 
what's what? And I step in between the, I step between the shade and Ivan and obscure the view. What is there? Uh, is there something here? I was just speaking with Tiern uh, a moment ago. It's uh, it's it's not as if there's any sort of, uh, it's not as if there's any sort of door that someone could come through. There's there's just us on the road. We'd have heard anyone else who was who was coming. Bron, roll defy danger plus constitution. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> hey, those aren't for you. I get the math rocks. You don't get the math rocks. Uh, that is a fantastic five. Oh. I'm rolling like it's great. Because when you turn your back on uh, spirits, that's always a good idea. Yeah. The spirit floats forward and enters your body. And like, it doesn't like to take you over, but it fills you with just the most unbelievable chill. And you are going to run wildly in a direction. I'm going to let you choose. You can either run off back down the road where you came from, go off into the night. You can go off to the side or you can like try to warm yourself in the fire. Just like throw yourself in the flame. Wow. Um, so my choices are run up the road, run off the road, or throw myself into the fire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Self-immolation. Ah, well, uh, it's time for my uh, nightly exercise. I'll, I'll be back in a moment. And I run up the road. Back towards Stone Top or back uh, on the other way off toward Gordon's stove? <laughs> uh, probably towards Stone Top because that's more, more familiar territory. If I have that um, control. Uh, roll me a 2d6 just to see how fast you go. Uh, wow, I these are supposed to be good dice. Uh, three. Okay, you're not going very fast. <laughs> you are so, just... You, and uh, I do want you to uh, mark a harm for you are just petrified. Like, whatever just happened is terrifying to you. I'm sorry, someone was saying something? So Carlo was uh, petrified when this shade was over his face. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll kind of look at um, Tyrion for kind of what to do with this magical when, thing. When Bronn took off, the shade remained. Like, you know, when like a, like a cartoon character runs off and like the, the silhouette of them is still hanging mm-hmm. out. Oh, okay. The shade's just there. So like Bronn is taken off. And oh. the the shade starts laughing. <laughs> he runs so slowly. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, so the spirit is there, and Bron. So Bron does not have the spirit in him. Bron is just booking it. Yeah, he doesn't have the spirit in him. Uh, Tyrion turns to the shade and is just like, "I know you like your games." She just kind of laughs, and she's like, come with me, come this way. And kind of, like, motions for the shade to move away from Carlo. So I'm standing defensive against the shade, and I look up and I see Ivan, and I say, tackle him before he gets off the road. Does Ivan go? Host? Oh, no, no, uh, who's, um, no, Ivan, Ivan is, uh, Ivan is just t- keeping his very distance. Yeah. I say, Ivan, tackle Braun before he gets off the road. Oh, yes. And Ivan takes off even more slowly than Braun. 
yeah. Elsa shakes her head and she's up and out of bed and takes off after Braun. Right, um, roll defy danger plus probably dexterity, Elsa. Okay. Just to see how fast you're going. It'll be a very funny slow action sequence. <laughs> cool, I rolled a four. This action sequence is horrible. You can run fast enough to catch up with them, but um, like staying on the road is the thing that's tricky. Like you keep sort of stepping off the road, and like, yeah, when you're close to the road, it's probably not too dangerous. But yeah, yeah there's there's stuff out there, and you can hear you can hear every time you take a step off, like like interest turning towards you. Uh. Um, so. Emily, I have, a, I, yes. I have a quick question. Is it, okay. uh, should I mark an actual, like, uh, I, I, bleh. there aren't harm boxes because there are hit points right. in this version. Yeah. Am I taking actual hit point damage or are I marking one of the uh, conditions to either my intellect, physical prowess, oh. or uh, the other stat? Sorry. Yeah, take, take a, take a, um, like a condition. Take a taking condition to your intellect because you are too scared to think straight. Okay. So dazed. Yeah. Uh yeah, pet, petrified no, not petrified, but uh fearful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So uh the ghost is um stares at uh, stares at all of you and uh looks down at Kylie who's the only one who's still asleep. <laughs> Uh, and he's like I could be reborn would you like that sister oh some things have to stay permanent Aiden Aiden that was my name Mm -hmm. I wish to go back but I don't know how to get back well Sit with me for a second, and I might be able to summon something. I, I think he can step off the road and go back. She goes over to the crossroads and starts saying, like, basically starts kind of just doing, like, a little enchantment she knows mm-hmm. to see if she can kind of open the door again. Do me a spout lore roll. Okay. Okay, that is much better. That is a nine. That is a nine. Okay. Yes, you can open a door. You can get him through it. In the process, you might let something else in. She's very aware. (laughs) She goes over and she's like, come. She kind of almost, she like for a second reaches out and then remembers she can't touch him and then puts her hand down and is like, You'll be safer on the other side, and does like a little enchantment, and then it's... So, before you send him away, is there anything you want to know about the other side? Uh, she's just like, oh yeah, she's just like, is it really all one place, or is there is there actually separate, you know, for good and bad? It is one place. It is many places. Are you good there? No. (laughs) 
Um, and the door opens, and he uh, floats through. Um, you get the sense something else came through, but you don't see it. Yeah. Door closes. Meanwhile, up the road. Bron, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tell me about how far you think you got before you just got like completely winded. Um, half a mile. Does that sound good? Sure, sounds good. Ivan huffs and puffs up behind you. Oh, I have to tackle you. Oh no, it's 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 fine. I just uh, I just had a, a my evening constitutional. That's uh, typically uh, I try and take it before such a late hour, but I forgot after such the time on the road. But it's uh, it's important to keep yourself braced and uh, in in good condition, in good shape. Uh, but I'm all uh, I'm I'm heading back now. Uh, th- thank you for joining me. I mean, yeah, but tackling isn't necessary. Uh, um, Ilsa, how far behind are you? Uh, I think I've over... I, I think because I was going maybe a little faster than my father that I'm at least like caught up to him at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do all three of you hear the strange silence that's off the road? Like, there's just no sounds of any anything. Yeah. I I'm going to say that Bron is too like his heart's pounding from from fear and uh racing because he suddenly took off down the road that he doesn't notice that the silence has, has occurred. He's too busy listening to his blood rush in his ears and freaking out about this thing that that touched him. But but not like he's trying not to project that to anybody else but the internal bit is freaked out about that. Um, Ilsa, uh, roll plus whiz. Okay. That would be a seven. There is a light just bobbing off to the side of the road. Like one of those ones you saw in the distance, it is very close now. Looks almost like a person, like a person with like a like a jack o' lantern head. Like, is you know, mm-hmm. um, and you could swear you hear your name, even though you don't actually hear it. It's like it's in your head. Um, now, if you follow, if you leave the road to follow. Uh, you will mark XP, but you can also resist it because you rolled a seven. Oh, man. (laughs) It's just like a weird random thing in my head, though. It doesn't sound like anybody in particular. No, I mean, and if you want it to, but... No, uh, that's a crucial deal breaker for me i think <laughs> it sounds it sounds weirdly like Onwen, but it can't possibly be her 
I think as much as I like delicious XPs, I'm going to resist. I just rolled for Ivan, and he got an 11, so he is also resisting. Oh my god. He's like, oh, Dad. <laughs> it sounds like your mother, but I think it's a trick. He points to his head. Like, he's figured it out. Uh, Bron, how experienced of a traveler are you? Uh, I think very experienced. Very. Okay. Yeah. Um, roll, well, roll me 2d6 plus wisdom plus another point for your experience. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to see if you fa- fail this roll. Yeah. Come here, my, come here, my buddies. Uh, that's another... Uh, you said it was, what, plus, plus three total? Yeah, plus well, plus your wisdom, and then plus another one. So, but he's yeah. but he's at a minus because he's because um, I'm fearful. Yeah, and also uh, wisdom is my dump stat, surprising no one. <laughs> uh, so that's a minus one. So plus one minus one is zero, which means my three will stand. <laughs> oh my god! I had one good roll at the beginning of this. When I got an 11, and it's been nothing but threes since then. I was really not planning for any of this. I was just like, you know what would be fun? If you guys conjured a ghost. And that's a thing that could happen. Like, that could happen. That would be fun. Absolutely. Anyway, you I'm cannot, for it. You cannot... Who, who's the person you miss most in the world? Oof. Um, Living or dead? Her name is Serene, mm-hmm. uh, but not like, but spelled differently from like the emotion of Serene. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out how because I'm making this up as we go along. And uh, we had a relationship uh, for a while when I had established a, a trading outpost in uh, one of the other larger towns or cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sort of a whirlwind romance and it ended poorly uh and she left me um because the because the the duty of her family was more important than the uh relationship she was having with me and i have uh pined for her and missed her uh ever since then so that's who i miss the most or who Braun misses the most. Okay. Well, it sounds just like her. And you can't possibly resist that voice. So you step off the road. Cyrene, S- S- what 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 are you doing here? I can't imagine her, I, have you have you come all this way, voice, almost all the way voice, to Stone Top? As her I voice leads deeper into the dark. Yeah. Um so Getting out of bed in a hurry, I feel like I probably kept that hammer nearby, mm-hmm. and I kind of <laughs> like panic and feel like I try and like snag Braun back off the road or back onto the road using it. Like I'm trying to like swing and pull it around his midsection to draw him back towards us. Uh, I mean, yeah, you should roll to fight danger plus something. I'm not sure. What do you think that would be like? What are you trying to do? Because you are risking something by doing this. But I mean, I'm trying not to injure him, but get him back onto the road. 
My guess would be Dex or Khan. Probably. Yeah, I don't have a lot in my... I'm mostly uh, smarty let's, stats. Let's say con, yeah, because okay. I think you are trying to to like muscle me, yeah, will yourself into this. All right, yeah. let's see if these dice are going to be garbage again. Uh, I got a ten. Okay, you uh, you manage to uh, grab hold of him. Um, yeah, Nick, what does that feel like, and what does it do to have feel your friend? pulling at you like this with a hammer. No, uh, uh, so I, I, Bran grunts because uh, obviously there's a, in the midst of his uh, forward motion, he suddenly has a, the haft of a hammer stopping his forward motion. No, it's, you don't understand. It's, it's Cyrene. It's I did, trick. I need to. It's a trick. It's not a trick. As if anyone could trick me. Really, it's uh, I. I have to go. I have to go find her. No. I have to go find. No. Let me no. go. Let me no. go. Let me Absolutely go. <laughs> and I'm going to try and push uh, Ilsa away from me so I can find my love. Okay. Roll me to fight danger plus strength. I guess. Oh, this now. Now we're coming to blows. <laughs> uh, so seven. Okay. Um. Let's see. Um, you <laughs> you're able to push her away, um, and in the process, you send uh, you scatter you fall backward like deeper into the the night. Like you can see the road because like you kind of fell down and down a ditch, but you can see it up there. But you're going to have to like clamor back up to it if you want to go. But also Cyrene, it's just like talking. Just yeah, I don't want to go to the road. I want to yeah. go to Cyrene. I also didn't okay. intend for her name to sound like Siren, which which I realized as I said that afterwards. <laughs> but <laughs> what can you well, do? Sometimes that happens. Well, um, I guess you're off into the dark then. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, this I, I have not had anything that would convince me otherwise to this point. Okay, good for you. <laughs> um, what's going on back at camp? <laughs> um, Kylie is awake now, and she's like, "Is it breakfast already?" So I'm standing, sword at ready, and I'm asking Tyranny. Is it gone? Is what gone? Yes, it's gone. She looks... She just looks sad. (laughs) And kind of just goes and, like, sits down by the campfire and, like, I got rid of it. Don't worry about it. Um, You might want to go find... Yeah. At that that point, I'll take off down the road. (laughs) Um, Sword in hand. I'm going to uh, stay with Tiern for a second. Um, do you have your orb with you? Yes. It is weirdly insistent. Pulls it up. She kind of starts looking at it. Yeah. Um, roll whatever you roll when you gaze into it. Ooh, 
That is uh, quite nice. Um, I rolled a 13. Okay. Um, let's see. So you get to hold, you get to hold two. So you can ask me some of these questions. Honestly, I think I have like four now. Um, okay. Uh, um, what about... Honestly, what about the door I opened isn't what it seems, because I felt something come through, but I can't see it. There, there are forces that are trying to get into this world. And they need anchor points, and you just provided them one. Okay. And then... I'm going to use one of my acumen to ask, uh, how could I learn more about it? Um, there is a ritual you could do. Uh, and if you, you win your books and scrolls, you should be able to find it. It will take a full day and you will have to gather various things, probably from the wild, the wilds around here, but you can do a ritual that will help you find the anchor point and banish it. On the other hand, like, there are all sorts of things that want into this world, ghosts and, you know, goblins and things like that. Like you don't necessarily know that it's like, you know, the devil. Yeah. You just, most of the time it's just going to be like a ghost, but are you sure you want to take that risk? Karen kind of like sighs and it's just like, uh, sorry, goes over to her scrolls and starts like looking through them for the ritual. Just see if we can find it. Uh, Carlo, uh, tell me how long it takes you to catch up to Ilsa and Ivan. Um, I am uh, wearing my leather top, but I'm wearing um, normal pants. Mm -hmm. So I assume I'm running pretty quick and barefoot on the path. Mm -hmm. And I, you're going to tell me at what point I enter the scene. I'm going to get there quicker than Ivan. Okay, <laughs> quicker than Ivan did. Ivan is Ivan is looking at Ilsa and it's like we should we should go after him, right? I I will go after him. I am very brave. I'm going in. Um, and right as you're saying that, I'm going to say that Car- Carlo runs up. All right, so I have a move called Shake It Off that I okay. got with my experience. Okay. And I can order an ally to overcome fear, pain, doubt, or delusion. On a 10 plus, they'll do it. On a 7 to 9, they will be humiliated and resent me. So I assume you want to do... Are you, who, tell me what you want to do with this. So I'm telling Braun to get back on the road right now. Braun is too far away. You will have to catch up to him. To, to be off able to off the that. road. Yeah. <laughs> You can write him off. I mean, I'll play a different character. <laughs> I see Ilsa and Ivan. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the marshal. The marshal's here. Uh, marshal, we have to go off the road. Please stay on the road. 
I'm going anyway. after Braun. Then let's go. Ivan, I need you to protect the little the, the, the ladies. Oh, oh yes, of course. I will go back to the camp and protect the uh, the teacher and the teenager. Yes. I, I roll my eyes to you, um, Elsa, as I say that. <laughs> and I say, please do not be separated from me. Let's go. Um, both of you will defy danger plus constitution. I ruled well. Um, I have an 11. Okay. I have a 6. Okay. However, I have a feeling some of this is about the fear mm-hmm. coming into play. Mm-hmm. And I do have a rollover from the previous game with my anger as a gift. And okay. it, um, I can use a, spend a point to set aside fear and doubt and do what must be done. Okay. That sounds like you do it then. Um, yeah. So you walk into the night and like uh, almost immediately, like the road seems to plunge back into the darkness and, you see the lights and there's more lights now and they're just kind of bobbing around just in the distance and you can hear the voices whispering to you, but somehow you are probably because both of you are there, you are able to resist whatever those voices are. Um, What do you talk with each other about to make sure you don't succumb to them? I say they're spirits. They may or may not be people, you know, but they do not mean you any good. I've seen people die falling prey to what they have to say, block them out of your mind, and choke point the way Braun went. And uh, Ilsa nods and starts, you know, trying to follow where she saw Braun go, and she starts, like, humming to herself, trying to keep the sound of the voices out of her head. You remember I showed you how to um, strike to kill. If anything approaches you, strike to kill it. Unless it's Braun. We have to make nope. sure it's Braun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said what I said. <laughs> we have to make sure it's Braun. <laughs> so, how are we in finding him? I'm literally giving him, like, like a 10 count in my head and if we don't see him I think we're going to let him go um <laughs> whoever of you is better at uh, at wisdom will discern realities my wisdom is a zero okay I have a one in wisdom so okay and uh, take an extra dice because um uh, an extra die because uh, you will be assisted because just by being there Carlo is assisting you alright that would be a 12. Okay, so you get to ask me some questions. Yeah, I'm sorry, I also got a, I have a bonus thing that kicks into gear, so. Okay. Uh, how many questions can I ask? I think you get three. Okay. I don't know what um, your bonus is, but you do get three, so. Okay. Um... And you can, like, you can, like, because we're looking for Braun, you can ask, where's Braun? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, yeah, that's basically all of my questions would be leading towards that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we can start there. Go all right, there. yeah, where is Braun? 
he's right there. He's standing and looking at that weird bright light, just just staring at it. Whispering, I, whispering at it. <laughs> what am I missing here that's important? There is a uh, tendril running up out of the light and uh, kind of just caressing his head and like uh, running alongside it. Does this thing look corporeal? You could definitely slice at that tendril. The light itself looks like a light, but whatever that tendril is, you could you could you could cut that. Okay. Braun is leaning into the tendril and he uh has his hand on it like it's a, you know, someone caressing, caressing his, face. his face with hand. Yeah, and I'm putting my hand on the hand Bron, sort of thing and I'm whispering back and forth. I can't believe you found me, Bron. You found me. You found me. I've been I've been in Stone Top. I I thought I'd never see you again. Why don't you come a little closer? Uh, of course, of course. And I'll take a step forward. Nope. Can I roll Can I roll for him to shake it off? It says delusion. Yes, you can. You can. All right. Okay, good, because my solution is a lot more smashy. Yeah, smash that tendril. That's that's the next solution. That's what I told you to do. (laughs) Um, So I'm rolling plus charisma. And I have a 11. Tell me what you shot at Braun, and Braun, tell me what it's like to suddenly realize what's happening. Because it sounds he he shakes it off, right? At, at, At a 10 plus? I say... I, I, I want to hit at his uh, hit him where it hurts, and so I want to say something to the effect of, "Braun, you're being tricked." Uh, so in Get the middle back on the path, in the middle of this um, lovely reu- reunion, there's sort of like a uh, fly. Uh, uh, you know, a buzzing in my in my ear, and I can just make out uh, Carlo saying, "You're being tricked. You need to get back on the on the road." Uh, and I shake my head, or Bron shakes his head, and looks back at Carlo uh, and scoffs, and then looks back at uh, Cyrene and realizes that it is not, in fact, Cyrene. That it's this weird glowy thing and uh he he uh gasps and throws himself backwards and probably lands on his butt uh, as, uh as, or as he tries um hey, to throw himself backwards yeah. uh please roll me defy danger plus dexterity sure i couldn't possibly fail this roll too <laughs> <laughs> wow okay i actually rolled box cars <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm amazed. Okay. Yeah, you were saving it up. Yeah, so thirteen. <laughs> so there is a um, there is a uh, like a, like a strange dark face, like a, like a, looks almost like a dragon, like lunges out at you, and you stumble back from it, and as you fall over, uh, which of course you were very you were doing a good job. You're like this was a thing you planned. As you fall over, the tendril like whips over where your neck would have been it was going to like grab hold of you, but you evaded it through your clever maneuvers. Yes. Uh, you know, missed it by that much. 
Um, and you, you're able to scramble away so it can't just immediately grab you. But now it is in pursuit of the three of you. I say it's runaway time. Uh, agreed. Um, I can't... Ba- back to the road, quickly! <laughs> uh, everybody roll me to fight danger plus uh, dexterity. Eight. Eight? Seven. Okay. Five. <laughs> oh no! I got I got one good juice in me. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, uh, Bron uh makes it makes it about alongside the two of you, and then uh trips on something and falls over, and you can hear this thing bobbing along behind you. The other two of you can make it to the road if you just keep running and abandon Braun. But if you stop to, to help him, and you're still far enough ahead of this one that you, you'd be fine, but if you stop to help him, there's another one that's coming in to cut you off. So you will almost certainly be cut off on your path to the road. I'm, I've got a lot of momentum happening from running and with this hammer. Mm-hmm. I want to use that momentum to swing around and s- smash. Okay. Which one are you smashing? Uh, the one that's going to be in my way, because it sounds like the other one, the one that's going to cut us off is my first threat, and then I can worry about the one that's attacking Brawn. Okay, cool. Um, roll me, let's see, let's do plus strength. Uh, seven. Okay. Um... I had to, I should have figured out how much damage this hammer does. Um, <laughs> uh, roll me a, roll me a, do you have a D8 handy? I'm going to say it's a D8 damage. I, I think, I and I could be wrong, but it looked to me like through the playbooks that the damage wasn't dependent on the weapon. It was dependent on your, uh, oh. on, on your playbook. Okay. Um, All right. So I, I think that probably Max Playbook will have a thing under damage, and it's by the hit point section. Yeah, I mean, I'm remembering an old version. So um, let's see here. Um, damage is D6. Okay, yeah, roll a D6. See um, what kind of damage you I do. am going to spend my other um, uh, resolve to mm-hmm. add a um, D4 to that as well. Okay, great. Here's a question. Is that hammer iron? Sure. That sounds great to me. Six damage. Six damage. It mostly swings through this gaseous light form, but then you feel it like connect with something in the center and it goes pop and then it's gone. But you also don't really get the sense that you killed it. It feels like you just like warped it, but it's not there anymore. I'll take it. Cause... And I will turn around and help Braun. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> and by help Braun, I mean I will swing at the sphere chasing him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll plus strength. That's a, that's a hack and slash, isn't it? There's like a thing that is that. Which we haven't used because we haven't had a lot of combat. We're smarter than that. Yeah. <laughs> Slash. 
I could, get, I could get hurt if we hack and slash. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I roll a 10 plus 1 is 11. Okay, great. So uh, tell me uh, tell me what it looks like when you strike at this thing and then roll me your damage. So uh, let's see. I get, I'm going to avoid, present, or counter their attack. Okay. Cool. Um, so I'm trying to keep them at bay. Yeah. Me and Braun. Okay. Roll some damage. Okay. Anybody has a... Oh, I got a D8. Seven. Okay. Plus one. It's a plus one sword. Okay. Um, the uh, it's the same thing that happened with with um, Ilsa. It just kind of pops out of existence. Yeah. Um, you hear a sh- you hear just like an unearthly shriek, not that far away from you, but back further into the darkness. And then you see several of those lights yeah, start. They're to coming. Pop up. Get up, Ron. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and I scramble, uh, try and scramble to my feet and move up the road. Move up to the road again. You hear, you hear Cyrene again. She's still talking to you. Do you? Do you? Are you tempted by that voice at all? Um, with your permission, I am going to actually tap this uh, negative that I have, fearful, in mm-hmm. my favor. Okay. And right. I think that because this has been like such a frightening situation and he's already scared, that that is just, you know, and realizing what a close shave he had, that, that that's going to, he's going to be too afraid to look back now. That's my gut instinct, too. So um, y'all can make it back to the road. Genuinely surprised you survived that, but (laughs) 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 specifically broad. But um, thank your friends for saving you. Of course. Um, As you thank me, I turn you toward the campfire and I give you a two hard slap on the back forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I won't. I won't leave the circle of campfire again. I'm I'm truly sorry. Ron. Uh, Tiern, what have you been up to as you've been researching? Uh, researching the materials I need and uh, like Tiern has kind of been one of those modes where she's just like, I gotta figure out how to close this door and she's so she's so like used to kind of doing that stuff on her own she doesn't actually think about the fact that she should probably ask her friends to help her so she's like packing a bag kind of absentmindedly and like getting ready to go get the stuff that she knows she needs to get off the road. Kylie's like, Kylie's like, what, what are you doing? Oh, uh, if, don't worry about it. I'm just, um, I'm preparing for a ritual. I gotta, there's a, it's a, it's a long thing, but I gotta go fix something. I thought you were making breakfast. I'm really hungry. Ah, uh, and she like goes over to, um, one of the rations and she's like, uh, here, Honey um, cakes. Yeah, half half a honey cake. <laughs> also, uh, you're gonna need a doctor. You probably shouldn't be on the road long. What? Why? What's up? What's what do you mean by that? 
You're pregnant, honey. No, I'm not. How would you possibly know that? Magic. Literally. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. Um. So you get some water, and she kind of turns to Ivan. She's like, Ivan, can you? Uh, I'm not. Would <sighs> you mind <sighs> for Kylie? They're all going to die. Ivan says as he runs up, and literally, it took him like a half hour to run that way back. But. <laughs> um, no one's gonna die. Just, we just need food. Uh, Kylie like looks at you as she's opening up this ration. And is like, do you know how to do a love potion? Uh, uh, they don't work as well as you think. I thought. I thought he loved me. And I don't know that that was true. She kind of sits, Tyrion is like, okay, I will not do my ritual. She kind of sits down and she's like, she puts her arm around Kylie. And she's like, people are wonderful and good, good things, you know, you need them in your life, but sometimes they do stupid things. And you're young, and he was not smart about this. He should have been better. He wasn't. Have you ever been in love? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah? What's he like? Or she, or she, or they. Uh, What's this person like? (laughs) Or not a person. She kind of sits there and stares absentmindedly and is like, it's complicated. Mm. But I think he cares. Uh, And she just kind of thinks her highly and she's like, listen, you have a wonderful father who loves you. He may be a bit misguided in that love sometimes, but he will make sure you're taken care of. And you don't need a partner to do this. It's nice. It's helpful. But you you can do this. And I'm sure Carlo will help you. And when you do finally find your person, whoever they are, honestly, she's kind of like, honestly, it might be Dolores. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just kind of like, he will, they, they will they won't care that you have a child already. They will love that child as much as they love you. Yeah. Yeah. I and suppose. I, whoever this boy was, I, I can also smack him in the face. Or pretend yeah. to curse him. Yeah. Um, and you hear from up the road the sound of the others returning. Um, tell me what it's tell me what it looks like as the three of you get back to camp. The, the first glimmers of sunrise are on the horizon. <clears throat> it's disturbingly quiet for Bron to be walking up the road. <laughs> um, <laughs> does everyone here know the 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 Tigger story where he is? Uh, he, you know, yes. uh, uh, he yes. learns humility. Yes. 
This is this is a very humble and humiliated uh, brawn who comes trudging back, covered covered in uh, covered in dirt and uh, detritus from falling several times. Yeah. Uh, a little, a little. Uh, he's he's very downcast. His head is down, uh, and he's not walking with the same energy and purpose that uh, you have come to know from him. Um. Kylie is putting breakfast on the, the fire, um, having seen that everyone's awake, and apparently this is, you're all going to get going now. So, um, Tyrion, do you have anything to say to your compatriots? Tyrion kind of just, she turns everyone. So, there is a, there is an anchor point somewhere, and I have to go close it so that we don't let anything else through. Great. We could leave it, but I don't know if I would feel right leaving it. So, Do you need help? I don't know I... anything about this, but if anything's going to come out and kill you, we should oh. probably stop that from happening. It's not, not going to come from me specifically. It could just get anyone who comes on this road, and that's not good. I would feel much worse if it got a random person. But uh, I do need to get supplies, and most of them are off-road. Wait till the sun comes up. I look at Bra and I said, I've been off-road in the daytime. I've never heard anybody coming back off-road in the, in the middle of the night. That's fair. I can wait till the I can wait till the sun comes up. I just I need about a day to do this. That's and cool. I hesitate to ask. Uh how did you end up with an anchor point door thing in the first place? <laughs> I accidentally summoned my dead brother and then I had to send him back to the gate. And then I opened something. Okay, got it. I'm going to go have breakfast now. So, Also, this is the first time you're hearing of her even having a brother. She's I don't never- care. Um, I take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up before you start uh, going off the road. Just kind of nods and like goes back to her books. Um, I Bron walks over to uh, Tiern and uh, in a low voice uh, with less energy than than uh, normal says, um, "I'm sorry." that I didn't believe you. I'll try and learn from my mistake that there are things that you know far better than I. And then uh, he just kind of uh, turns and walks a couple paces away and sits down on... on, uh, on a rock or a log or the ground um, and just kind of uh, mopey gazes into the fire. (laughs) Um, Since we are probably going to have to start a whole new scene slash quest thing, I think I'm going to uh, call it there, but I do want to just one last little glimpse of what all of you are doing as the sun rises on this day where you um, somehow averted catastrophe. 
because I happen to say, oh, here's a thing you would know, Tiern. <laughs> hey, that's what uh, that's what stories are all about. <laughs> but yes, give me just a quick glimpse of the four of you as you're uh, uh, as you are are waiting for the morning to come. Um, actually, let's start with Carlo. Carlo, what are you dreaming about? Carlo is dreaming about getting up to no good and not being responsible and not having anything to do with Stone Top. Okay. Uh, Bron, how are you reacting to your humbling moments? Um, Bron is going to be uh, quiet and contemplating um, how close he was to uh, a horrible death um, and that he had never had an experience like that before um, in all of his time on the road. Uh, and largely, in spite of in spite of uh, the Elf King, didn't really fully believe in uh, magic and the supernatural. Uh, like those, those are all fireside stories. So I think he doesn't eat, and it's going to take him a little bit to kind of integrate this information. Um, probably in a day or two, he'll be back to his regular self. But until then, you'll get a little bit of a reprieve from the Braun show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elsa, how are, how are you uh, handling uh, this morning? And more importantly, uh, how are you uh, uh, handling your father, who is <laughs> awake and angry and irritable, I should say? Um, I'm eating breakfast, and probably we're grousing back and forth between each other. And I'm just like, you wanted to come along. Uh, well, I I didn't realize it was going to be this dangerous. Yeah, well, <laughs> we tried to tell you to stay, but no. And he looks at you and says, I doubted all those stories about you. I don't know why I did. You're very brave. Well, thank you. No. I'm going to have some of these rashers. He takes a plate of something yeah. from Kylie. Yeah, let's let's just eat. Uh, Tiern, what are you up to as morning dawns? Uh, Tiern is making sure that she has like a proper list of the supplies that she needs to find, so that you know there's no distractions or as few distractions as possible when collecting them. And she's kind of like lost in her thoughts uh, a little bit because not anyone like she's just like my thinking about family and marsh edge and everything she's kind of left behind and the fact it's a lot of i am going home for the first time in many years uh so she's kind of a little bit distracted but trying to put her focus in just making sure this ritual works um, this ritual is going to call for a whole bunch of iron that's the main thing that you need and looming in the distance is the Ruined Tower, which is a giant 
building people from Stonetop are familiar with. It was ruined centuries, if not millennia ago, and it is just full of metal and probably other things. And that is a place you might go next time, or else you might just, you know, do something else. You might just be like, let's go visit some horses or something. And I assume that Looming Tower is off the path, is that correct? It is, it is indeed. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear. Ruin Tower is off the path. Everybody has a chance to talk Tyrion out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can talk Tyrion out of it. It'll be um, we're going to have fun next time, everyone. Uh, let's do our end of session moves. So let's begin with um, each of you give an example of how you met the requirements of your drive, and if you can mark XP, if you can't, don't mark XP. So um, who here feels they uh, met the requirement of their drive? Summoned by uh. brother. That sounds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like curiosity. Go ahead and mark XP. Uh, Bron, did you fulfill the requirements of your drive? Uh, I don't think so. Mine, mine is to uh, do something, do something good at a cost to myself, and mm, okay. I didn't do it at a cost to myself, but I didn't do anything good. So, <laughs> <laughs> Carlo, did you satisfy your drive? I have promised to keep Ilsa safe. Okay. All right. And uh, Ilsa, did you satisfy your drive? Uh- I don't think so. Okay. All right. Um, Say how your opinion of or relationship with a PC, NPC, or group has changed. If you can, mark XP. Uh, Let's do reverse this time. So, Ilsa? Um, I think my relationship with Tiern might have changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both good and bad. So, there's the positive of you know, hey, buddy, you could do better talking to Onwen, but there's also, and I opened a magical portal, maybe, oops. <laughs> Which is not so good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd say Mark XP for that. Uh, Carlo, uh, did your relationship change with someone? It can be, um, it can be an NPC, too, I should, I should clarify that. So. I... I have listed that I owe Ilsa more than I can repay. Mm-hmm. And I think I see the end of the tunnel there. <laughs> okay. Great. Okay. So Mark XP. Uh, Bron? Uh, I think that my relationship with uh, Tiern has changed in that uh, I have a deeper understanding and respect for her expertise and things related to uh, magic. Okay, sounds great to me. Mark XP and Tyrion. I think after the apology from Ron, I think Tyrion. It was like it was a much more serious side of Ron that she had never seen before. I think mm-hmm. she's like a little bit more of a respect, like it was kind of like I did not know you were capable of that. So I think that made her her a good way, her opinion changed. Okay. Mark XP. All right. Now here are the questions we answer as a group. Did we learn more about the world or its history? Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did we defeat a threat to Stonetop or the region? That one I'm not so sure about. Yeah. Um, Did we improve our standing with our neighbors? No. Nope. Uh, Well, our dead neighbors we did. We we gave them away (laughs) into the world of living. The one thing they want. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did we make a lasting improvement to Stone Top or tangible progress towards doing so? No. I don't think so, no. <laughs> Quite the contrary. Okay, so my, I'll be Mark 1 XP because you did learn a lot about the world and its history. And that is all for uh, this session. We're going to say goodnight to everyone, but I just want to remind you, if you liked Stone Top, if you enjoyed watching us play this game, it's one of my favorite games ever made. You can you can buy it on, uh, you can support it on Kickstarter, and you will get it when it launches. It is a really handsome set that has a couple of books uh, and so much lore that you can dive into. Um, anyway, let's all say good nights, and I'm going to start with uh, Mac. Hey guys, I am and have been Mac Beauvais. You can find me online as at Strange Like That, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebooks. Also, my website. Perfect. Uh, Nick? Hey everyone, uh, I'm Nick, and you can find me at SunGrowler, as it says here. Uh, trying to get my arm in the shot there. And uh, that is on Twitter. Uh, I'm not currently doing anything else, but uh, join us for Happy Jacks. Oh, what? also, I'm sorry, what, one quick thing. I did drop a link to the Kickstarter in the chat. So yes. please check that out uh, in the month of March. There's about two weeks left, and it uh, the books look gorgeous. And I know that we're having a great time in this world, and I know you will too. Um, and that's the like the fun thing is every time I played this game, people have uncovered new things about the world that like I had not. There's so much like depth to what uh, Jeremy, the designer, has come up with. Uh, Blythe. Uh, yeah, hi. I have been Blythe Kala. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, all under Blythe Kala ninety three. That's B L Y K A L A ninety three. Um, you can also find me here every other Monday. Uh, Happy Jacks, and you can find my VODs for Star Wars Silence in the Force on probably OK Games. That's the letters OK. Uh, I, it was my first real streamed GM game, and I'm really proud of it, so if you go watch it, give it some views. It was great. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, you did, you did a great job. Uh, and Mo. Hey, I'm Mo. You can uh, find me at ashyfeet.com and ashyfeet1 on Twitter, and I'll be announcing a pretty exciting project later this week. Yes, you told us off off stream, and it's very it's very exciting. I'm excited I'm to hear excited. what you're doing. Yeah, um, I'm Emily Vandor. If you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/emilyvdw, I'm here every other Monday playing this game uh, with these fine folks. And, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, everything from me. So, got to read the thing. That's the end of tonight's session. We hope you enjoyed it. Join us on uh, March 29th when we will be playing in our sixth session. If you want to catch up on past episodes, visit happyjacks.org slash stonetop. And if you want to find all of the other actual plays on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org slash shows. That's all for tonight, everybody. We'll be back next week to see if uh, if Tiern accidentally invited the uh, the forces of the dead into the world of the living. Mm. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye.